Thank you for downloading the podcast. We pray the Word of God will richly bless you today. So let's get right into the Word, knowing that God will speak into our lives today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give Him all the praise. We give Him all the praise for He alone is worthy. He alone is worthy to be praised. Can somebody raise your hands one more time and say, Lord, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you for you alone are worthy. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, would you raise your hands one more time all across this great sanctuary, if you would and could. Would you just begin to praise Him in the Spirit? Begin to praise Him in the holy, heavenly language and other tongues. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. 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 And hear the Lord saying, it's time to move on. It's time to move on. So open your eyes. Look around. You will see because in this place, I'm moving mightily. I'm moving by my spirit, by my grace. So get ready, get ready. It's on the way. Get ready, get ready. Listen to what I will say. Lift your hands. Lift your voice because this is the time to go forth like never before. Come on, church. Raise your hands and praise Him. Hallelujah. My God is, my God, my God, my God is so good. Oh, I tell you what, Island Church, I love you, I honor you, I bless you. I regret that Pastor Rusty and Pastor Roland is not with us, but I'm so glad you're with us. God bless you, Pastor Leah. I'm so glad you're here, but guess what? I'm so glad he's here. Aren't you glad of that? Aren't you glad the Lord is in this house? Oh, he's here. And I'm glad I get to be here one more time. You see, I'm called to preach. Dogs bark, birds chirp, and I've got to preach. I've got to preach. Oh, hallelujah, not just got to, but I get to, hallelujah. You see, there's a world to reach, and I'm gonna preach. Even if I've got to stand at the gates of hell and redirect traffic. Come on now. <laughs> oh, yes. And I'm so glad that I'm here. And I saw a moment ago about Brother Greg, and he's a great man of God. He's only been going for, what, 28 years. He's just getting started. Because this month makes 45 years. I've been traveling, 
I like to say from coast to coast with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You've heard this song before. I'm not going to sing it because Jesus drove the people out of the temple with a whip. I do it with my singing. But you've heard this song before, but I changed the words just a little bit. I preached everywhere, man. I preached everywhere. Oslo, Winslow, Buffalo, Tublo, Greenwich, Salt. I preached everywhere, man. I preached everywhere. No, I, I won't, I'll finish it later. Hallelujah. But I've been blessed. I've been blessed of traveling around the world. I like to say from Mississippi to Maine, from the Carolinas to California, and all around. But I'm so glad God allowed me to come back one more time to be here at one of the greatest churches in the world, Island Church. Amen. I love you. Give yourself a hand. Come on, say amen. Ah, uh, God bless you. Praise team. God bless you. You may be seated for just a moment. God is so good. God's good. Hallelujah. Oh, God is so good. God is so good. You know, this is already becoming a great year. Everybody shout a great year. Great year. What year is it? 20 what? 2018. Thank you. 2018. And we were already into this year. And after January, February, March, we got to go by. I said, Lord, great things are happening. I said, this is a special year. And I said, it's 2018. And I said, what's so special about that? And I looked up in the Hebrew, the number 18 means alive. Everybody shout alive. He said some because this year for those who will believe, things are going to come alive. How many of you are believing for things to come alive in your life? Coming up in your life, your home, your family, marriage, your business, your ministry, whatever. Everybody shout alive. Things that have been barren and unfruitful, guess what? They're coming alive. I'm talking about dreams and goals and visions and longings that have died. Guess what? They're coming alive. You see, hell has scheduled your burial, but God has scheduled your resurrection. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. I'm talking about great things in 2018. Guess what? For this great church, it's going to be seen in 2018. I said it's going to be seen in 2018. Tell your neighbor, say, it's going to be seen in 2018. No, tonight you don't want to miss. Because I believe our God's going to show up and show out and show off. So you don't want to miss. Great and mighty things are going to happen. If you're ready, shout, I'm ready. Well, would you turn, please, to two different openings? Turning, please, first of all, to Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19. Keep your finger there. But also, after we read from Isaiah, we're going to go to 2 Chronicles. Chapter 29, verse 36. First of all, Isaiah. Aren't you glad that we've got a mighty, loving, covenant-keeping God? I mean, our God, he watches over us. 
Now I've got two, may I add, beautiful grandbabies. I love my grandbabies. You know, I was voted the best grandfather in the world. I was. I voted for myself. Come on now. <laughs> but my grandson, he's 15 months, just turned 15 months, and he's all boy. Well, I was believing God for my daughter to come back home because she married a Yankee. <laughs> the South shall rise again. <laughs> But they were living outside of Philadelphia for years. He was on staff on the faculty at Westchester University. Dr. Ryan, my dear son-in-law. But my daughter wanted to come back home. And so he was offered a position at a university close by. And I'm talking about they were 400 miles away. But now they're about five minutes away. Come on now. That's a whole lot better. Yes. <laughs> but a couple of days ago, they were living in a house or room because they wanted to take the time to find a house. And the house we're renting was a split level. And you come in the house, there's a foyer, you walk upstairs, a high set upstairs, and there's a living room on the left. And there's a railing, a banister, where they had the sofa pushed up against it. Well, my 15-month-old grandson, he's all boy. He's a walker and a runner and everything else. Well, he climbed up on the sofa, and he climbed over the sofa, and went, shh, about 16 feet down. Well, my daughter heard of that blood-curling scream and ran and saw, oh, my Lord, all kinds of visions begin to come in her mind from the wicked one, saying, this, this, and this. But guess what? She picked him up with just a few seconds of hugging and snuggling and cuddling. He took off again. Hallelujah. <laughs> that was just the hand of God uh, protecting Hand of the angelic host, amen. And I just want to give God praise for what he's done. How God kept my grandson, hallelujah. But how many times has God kept you? How many times has God watched over you? And I want you right now to stretch your hands toward the heavens right now. And I want you to say this to me and say, Heavenly Father, right now, I'm asking you to let the angels watch over Pastor Rusty and Pastor Roland, watch over them, keep them, bless them, and give them much fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you stand with me, please, one more time in honor and respect for the Word of God. And I'm going to do my best not to preach long today. No promises, but my best. Because as I've said before many times, blessed are the short-winded, for they shall be heard again. Amen. <laughs> Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19. If you've got your Bibles with you, just shout amen. amen. And for the heathens who don't bring their Bibles with them, or the phones that has a Bible app, just look up. Come on now. <laughs> Lighten up. Come on now. But Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. We'll stop right there. In other words, forget about what happened yesterday. Forget about the hurt, the loss, the pain, the grief, 
the sadness the disappointments. Forget about all the wouldas and the couldas and the shouldas. Remember you not the former things, neither consider the things of old. The next verse. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now, everybody shout right now. I'm not talking about the sweet by and by, but God has said right now, right now. He said, behold, I will do a new thing when now it shall spring forth. To me, that sounds like suddenly. Everybody shout suddenly. Behold, I will do a new thing now. It shall spring forth. Now notice, please, Second Chronicles chapter 29, verse number 36. Talking about King Hezekiah. And Hezekiah rejoiced and all the people. How many know it's okay to rejoice? Come on out. The Bible says rejoice, and again I say rejoice. It's okay to get happy. It's okay to get happy. Shake off that gloom, agony, and despair. It's okay to get happy. I like what the apostle Paul says. Paul said in Acts 26, verse 2, Paul said, I think myself happy. I like that. But they were getting happy. They were shouting. They were rejoicing. I mean, I believe they were Pentecostal. Come on now. And Hezekiah rejoiced and all the people that God had prepared the people. Notice, please. Everybody say that last phrase with me. For the thing was done suddenly. Come on, shout it again. For the thing was done suddenly. One more time. For the thing was done suddenly. Guess what? Your thing is about ready to be done suddenly. Come on now. I got a word for you, church. God has a suddenly just for you. Come on now. I said God has a suddenly just for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is life-giving. Your word is life-changing. And Father, I believe that today your word will go forth. It will find the lodging place in the hearts of your people. And because of your word, we will never, ever be the same again. We thank you now. We bless you. And all of God's people said together, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. For the thing was done Suddenly, I'm asking you the question, but what thing do you need God to do for you suddenly? I said, beloved, get ready, get ready, get ready, because our God is still the God of the suddenly, and your suddenly is on the way. Get ready because soon and very soon, I'm talking about suddenly, your expectations are going to become your manifestations. Suddenly, you see, all through the Bible, we find phrases like this. Immediately, quickly, straightway, suddenly. Why is that? Because our God is still the God of the what? Suddenly. For the thing was done, come on, tell me now, suddenly. Now that one word suddenly there in the original Hebrew means happening unexpectedly. Changing all at once. And that sounds just like my God. He's the God of the suddenly. And all through the Bible, he proved himself strong to be the God of the suddenly. 
Suddenly, the eyes of the blind were opened. Suddenly, the issue of blood dried up. Suddenly, the dead were raised. Suddenly, the great storm became a great calm. Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Suddenly, the jailhouse in Philippi began to shake, rattle, and roll. And suddenly, God turned things around for Hezekiah and for all the people of Judah. You said that was good, but what about me? My friend, our God is no respect for persons. If God has done it before, guess what? He will do it again. If he's done it for one, guess what? He will do it for another one, and that one is you. You see, there can be sudden breakthroughs. Sudden favor, sudden restoration, sudden healing, sudden open doors, sudden ideas. Come on, somebody. Are you ready for your suddenly? I'm talking about God as a suddenly just for you. But what can God do? Suddenly, God can heal your body. Suddenly, God can turn your situation around. Suddenly, God can give you peace of mind. Suddenly, God can set you free. Suddenly, God can turn your sorrow into joy. Suddenly, he can reverse the curse of a lean purse. Amen. I'm talking about suddenly because he's still the God of the suddenly. And I love this phrase, for the thing was done suddenly. You say, help me out, please. But what thing was done suddenly? In order to find out what happened, you've got to go to the chapter before this. In chapter 28, because in chapter 28, we find there was King Ahaz. There's A-H-A-Z, Ahaz. King Ahaz was the king of Judah. And let me say this, he was a wicked man, an evil man, a corrupt man. And for 16 long years, how long? 16 long years, this wicked, evil, corrupt, vile, sinister man, he kept the people of God in utter bondage. For 16 years, he kept them in utter bondage. In fact, his name, Ehaz, means, and he has brought bondage. Well, guess what? After 16 years, I've got some good news. After 16 years, Ahaz died. And guess what? Your Ahaz is about ready to die. Come on now. I said, your Ahaz is about ready to die. What has kept you down for so long? It's about ready to die. Now, maybe you don't have a literal, physical Ahaz in your life. But maybe there's a spiritual Ahaz. An emotional Ahaz, a financial Ahaz, whatever it may be. But I've got a word for you. Mark it down. Your Ahaz is about ready to kick the bucket. Come on now. I'm talking about your Ahaz is about ready to die. And Ahaz died and God raised up Hezekiah. His son, Hezekiah. And Hezekiah means something a whole lot better. It means the Lord God, Jehovah, is my strength. Come on now. Don't you like that better? I mean, he has brought bondage, but guess what? The Lord God, Jehovah, is my strength. And Hezekiah became the king of Judah. But something happened on the first day of Hezekiah's reign. Something happened on the very first day of his rule over the people of Judah. What happened? Hezekiah, he made some right decisions. You see, your decisions will determine your destiny. 
You can make the right decision or the wrong decision. The poor decision or the quality decision. I mean, there are people that made some wrong decisions. For example, in the Garden of Eden, Eve, how many she made the wrong decision? And she ate us at a house and home. Come on down. <laughs> Look at the New Testament, Ananias and Sapphira. I mean, they made the wrong decision. What happened? They died of sclerosis of the giver. Come on now. <laughs> but I'm talking about decisions, decisions, decisions. Your decisions will determine your destiny. Come on, say that. Your decisions will determine your life. That didn't you pack? Come on. I'm talking about Hezekiah made some right decisions. And because he made some right decisions, what happened? The thing was done suddenly. But notice, please, in this chapter, chapter 29, notice some of the decisions. I'm not going to give them all. But notice some of the decisions that Hezekiah made. Number one, Hezekiah decided to do that which was right in the sight of the Lord. What happened? He decided to do that which was right in the sight of the Lord. He said, I'm going to walk in the ways of my father David. But I thought Ahaz was his father. I'm not talking about his natural father. I'm talking about his spiritual father. Hezekiah said, I'm going to do what is right in the sight of Almighty God. I like verse 2 in the Message Bible. Because in the Message Bible, here the Bible tells us, and in God's sight, Hezekiah was a good man. I like that. In his sight, I'm talking about Hezekiah said, I'm a wall upright before the Lord my God. Why don't you make that same decision? I don't know about you, but I made that decision a long time ago. I'm going to walk upright before my God. You see, I don't smoke, drink, dip, chew, cuss, gamble, or chase ugly women. Come on now. I'm talking, oh yeah. I'm talking about, beloved, I made up my mind a long time ago. I'm going to live clean, live right, do right, talk right. Oh, come on, somebody. You see, because your decisions will determine your destiny. What else? Number two, Hezekiah said in verse, oh yeah, verse number three, he was talking about Hezekiah decided it's time to clean up the house of God. It's time to clean up the house of God. You see, for 16 long years, Ahaz has shut up the house of God. The temple of God was shut up. And for 16 long years, the house of God was in disarray. It was full of garbage and junk and pagan rubbish and everything was knocked over and turned over. It was dirty and filthy. But Hezekiah said, it's time to clean up the house of God. And he told the Levites and the priests, he said, go in and start cleaning up and start working from the inside out. That was good, but what about us? Beloved, it's time to clean up the house of God. And we are the house of God. We are the temple of the living God. And my friend, my God deserves a clean house, a holy house, a pure house. Come on now. Why pure? Because the devil is terrified of the purified. Amen. It's time to clean up the house of God. What do you mean? Get rid of all the stuff that is there that ought not be there. Come on now. It's time to clean up the house of God. Get rid of all the garbage and the junk and the yuck and the trash and the filth and the slime. Get rid of all the bitterness and the anger and the unforgiveness and the jealousy and the envy and the greed and the gossip and the backbiting and the backstabbing. Have I missed anybody? 
It's time to clean up the house of God. Tell your neighbor, say, he's talking to you today. Come on down. And the third decision is this. Hezekiah said, it all ends today. Come on, say that. It all ends today. Why don't you make that same decision? You see, it's up to you. If it's to be, it's up to me. But Hezekiah said, we've gone through 16 years of hell. We've gone through 16 years Everything being roughened up. We've gone through all kinds of garbage and junk. We've gone through this nation being in captivity and bondage and slavery. But he said, it all ends today. Come on, say that. It all ends today. Why don't you draw the line of the sand today and say, bless God, it all ends today. Forget about what happened yesterday. Forget about the hurts and the sorrow. This is a new day. This is a new day. And Hezekiah rules up. He said, it all ends today. I believe Hezekiah was saying the same thing that the saint of old said in days gone by. Popeye the sailor man. Every Saturday morning I'd watch Popeye growing up. And every Saturday morning his arch enemy would come against Popeye because his arch enemy, who was that? Brutus. Because he wanted Popeye's main squeeze. Come on now. Olive oil. And every Saturday morning, Bruce would come and he would tick Papa off. I mean, Papa gets so mad and Papa would get so ticked off. And all of a sudden, Papa would reach over and grab that can of what? Spinach. He'd hold that can of spinach up every Saturday morning. And right before he consumed that can of spinach, he'd always say these words. He said, I've had all I can stands, and I can stands no more. Honey, won't you hold your can of spinach up? Come on, son. Hold up a pie and say, Devil, I've had all I can stands, and I can stands no more. You see, that's what Hezekiah was saying. He was saying, It all ends today. Come on, shout. It all ends today. Woo! I feel good. And the fourth decision is this. Hezekiah said, it's time to lay it upon the altar. Why is that? Because for 16 long years, Ahaz has said, no more lambs, rams, bullocks to be offered upon the altar to Jehovah God. For 16 long years, not a lamb, not a ram, not a bullet was offered there. But Hezekiah said, it's time to lay it upon the altar. It's time to lay it upon the altar. But what is God saying to us? It's time to lay it upon the altar. It's time to lay our lives down and say, Lord, it's not about me, but it's about you. Not my plan, but your plan. Not my program, but your program. Oh, God, not my will, but thy will be done. Oh, God, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, it's time to lay it down and cry out to God. You must increase, but I must decrease. It's time to lay it down and say, oh, my God, oh, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. It's time to lay our lives down because he did it for me. I'll do it for him. Amen. To lay it down, lay it down, lay it down. But one more thing. Hezekiah decided it's time to praise the Lord. It's time to praise the Lord. Once again, 
Ahaz told the people for 16 long years, no more praise to Jehovah God. No more adoration and worship to the great I am. No more thanksgiving and exhortation to the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. They were forbidden to praise God throughout of Judah. But guess what? Hezekiah said, it's time to praise the Lord. It's time to praise. Now, how many know that for 16 long years, the people who were there, who were forbidden, how many they had some pin-up praise? Come on. I mean, they had some pin-up praise. I mean, they were ready to cut loose, Christopher. I mean, they are ready to cut loose and praise God. Oh, yeah. How many know it's time to praise Him? Come on, somebody. What time is it? It's time to praise Him. There's always two times to praise Him when you feel like it and when you don't feel like it. Come on now. You say, but I don't feel good. It doesn't matter, honey. You don't praise God because you feel good. You praise Him because He is good. Come on now. But it's time to praise the Lord. I've been in many countries of the world. For example, I've been to China. They're in communist China, mainland China. And they're in the underground churches, for example, the pastors and the leaders of the churches, they'll say to the people there in those underground churches, let's begin to praise the Lord. And all of a sudden, the people, they'll begin to praise God. They'll lift their hands and lift their hearts and begin to praise Him. It sounds like a mighty Niagara. I'm not just a few, I'm not talking about a few low-key hallelujahs, a few holy grunts, but I'm talking, they'll begin to praise Him. I'm talking about they're going to praise Him and praise Him. The whole place begins to shake. The rafters begin to ring. They begin to pray. Why? Because they got printed up praise because they're forbidden to praise Him on the streets. But they begin to praise Him and praise Him and praise Him. I've been there before. They begin to praise Him and praise Him and praise Him. They go on and on and find the pastor. On every pulpit in China, there's a bell. And they're praising and praising, and all of a sudden the pastor begins to go ding 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 and they keep on that bell ding 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 ding. Why? To get the people to stop praising. Come on now. Here in America, we got a ding 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 to get them to start praising. Come on now. But when Hezekiah said it's time to praise the Lord, guess what? They begin to praise him. And they didn't just praise him for a few seconds, a few minutes, a few hours. But they went on for days and 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 days. Guess what, honey? It's time to praise him. It's time to raise your praise. Come on now. You need to begin to praise him now like you're going to praise him then. Come on now. I said you need to praise him now like you're going to praise him then. It's time to praise. Why? Because the, oh yeah, the depths of your praise will determine the magnitude of your breakthrough. Hallelujah. Whoa! And they begin to do these things. Hezekiah made the right decisions. And they begin to do these things. And what happened? Look at verse number 36 again. The Bible says, For the thing was done. What? Come on, tell me now, church. For the thing was done. What? Come on, tell me now. Suddenly. You say, but what happened? Suddenly. Now, how long was Ahaz keeping the people in bondage? How long was it? 16 years. Too long, that's right. How long have you been going through that hell of yours? 
How long has the enemy come against you and your home and your family? How long? How long has the spiritual Ahaz been there? How long has the financial Ahaz been there? How long has an emotional Ahaz been there? How long has the physical Ahaz been there? But as I said a moment ago, guess what? Your Ahaz is about ready to die. Come on now. But they did these things and they started praising and magnifying the Most High God. And the Bible says, for the thing was done what? Suddenly. You say, well, tell me what happened. In 16 days, from the time that Hezekiah became king, in 16 days, how many know when God gets involved, it doesn't take God long. Come on out. In 16 days, God turned everything around. In 16 days, there was nationwide revival throughout the length and the breadth, the north and the south, the east and throughout all of Judah. In 16 days, they were in life and poverty. But in 16 days, God brought divine abundance and in Increase and prosperity and blessing. Come on, shout amen. What are you saying? I'm saying if God did it for those men and women under the old covenant, then how much more so would God do it for us today under the new covenant? And today we're no longer mere servants, but we're sons and daughters of the Most High God. Come on, shout amen. Oh, hallelujah. I'm talking about God turned it and ceased days. What are you saying? Now I'm not saying that this is a thus saith the Lord. Or this is a saying, why don't you set your faith in order for 16 days. Now don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till Monday morning. Don't wait till tomorrow, April the 23rd. Let's start today. Come on now. Let's start today. It all ends what? Today. Today being day number one, you count off. 16 days, what is that? That's May the 7th. Why don't you believe between now and May the 7th that our God is going to divinely intervene for you? Brother Christopher, will you take this? I feel it kicking in, brother. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about I'm believing my God. I believe God misled for this great church. We're going to start seeing miracle after miracle after miracle for you in your life, in your home, in your family. I believe that my God's going to be to turn it and change it and reverse it. Come on, shout it, man. When God gets involved, it, I feel it coming on. I said when God gets involved, it doesn't take God long. Hallelujah. Raise your hand. Hallelujah. I hear the word of the word saying, get ready. Between now and next 16 days, some of those business deals are going to turn on your behalf. Hallelujah. In the next 16 days, you're going to seeing salvation after salvation with your home and family. Loved ones, get ready. God will say, it's on the way. It's on the way. It's on the way. Come on. Shout amen. Honey, why are you looking at me? Look up, look up, open your eyes, and tap her. Stand up, honey. Yeah, you. Stand up, honey. Stand up right now. Yeah, stand up right now. The Spirit of God says, get ready. You've gone through a rough and a tough season of late. But God says, he's heard your heart cry. He's seen your tears in the midnight hour. And God says, get ready because this is your time. This is your season. I'm going to turn over you and people that are going to know that it was your God that did it just for you. Come on, shout. Amen. Oh, 
Come on, Brother Brian. While you're coming up, raise your hands up, brother. Raise your hands up, brother. Raise them up right now. Raise them up high. Raise them up high. I hear the word saying, get ready. Get ready because divine increase, 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 increase is on the way. You've been faithful, saith God. You've been faithful, saith God. And have not I said in my word that the blessing of the Lord shall abound upon the man that is faithful. So get ready because the blessing is on the way. Come on, shout. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. What can God do? What can God do? Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God, Brandy. Have faith in God. Pat, have faith in God. Have faith in God, church. Sarah, have faith in God. Why? because he's still the God of the suddenly. And your thing is gonna be turned suddenly. Now make a big list, don't do that. Wait for Christmas for that. But today, what's the one thing? It says for the thing, the thing singular. What's the one thing, the number one thing that's upon your heart? What is it? What is it? Now my daughter, she's a grown woman now, but still she's my baby girl. I told her here, I said, honey, make, make me a list of a couple of things you know, that, you, that you, you want for Christmas. So I kind of go down those, kind of pick out something, you know. So she sends me a list. I said, send me a couple of things. She sends me a list, 47 things, come on now. <laughs> I said, my God, you're just like your mama. <laughs> I said, honey, that's wonderful, great, tremendous. But my last name is Johnston, not ATM. <laughs> I said, just call that list down and all the things that you really, really, really need, things of necessity. Thank God you did. She cut them down to 22. Hallelujah. <laughs> anyhow, anyhow. But I'm a good daddy. But what's the one thing? God, I need a job. Won't you believe God to open up the door? If God can squeeze water out of the rock and the winners, he can squeeze the best job ever for you out of the state of Texas. Come on out. What do you need? I need direction. I need guidance concerning a certain situation, a certain individual. Won't you believe that that 16 days that things got to come together? What do you need? A friend of mine, Pastor Harold Jones in Rome, Georgia. He said, I need to sell my house. I said, I said, Harold, why don't you believe for God to do it for you suddenly? He put the house in the market the next day. Guess what the next day? His house sold. Come on now. What do you need, church? I close with this. I close with this. My first closing. I may have shared this at Fall Harvest. I don't know, but with a few people, if not for everybody. But last fall, I got a letter. I got a letter from my mama in Indiana. And I was at a church in Indiana, Noblesville, Indiana, one time, one time only, in the fall of 2005. Because a friend of mine was a pastor there, he left, went to another church, and everyone back. But in 2005, I was praying for people around the front, had a big old prayer line, wall to wall, 
I was praying for this one and this one and this one and this one and this one. And all of a sudden, I heard a commotion. I looked up and walking in the far aisle, the far aisle was a mom and her dad. And the dad was holding a son. The son was about the time, probably about six, maybe seven years age, what it was. He's holding the son tightly. The son was screaming and hollering the top of his lungs, let me down, let me down, let me go. He's fighting with his dad so profusely. Let me go, let me, let me alone, let me down, let me down, let me down. And, and I sensed something was happening. And so I had a long line. And I said, folks, I'll be back in a moment. I just sensed the urgency. I went over there to the mom and the dad. And when I got there, the, the boy was so fighting. Let me down, let me, let me go, let me go. Just, I mean, just real loud. Let me go. I said, what's the matter? The mom said, Brother Danny, would you pray for him? I said, yes, I will. But what's going on? He's got severe autism. He's got some learning disorders, mental situations. And the school has told us there's not a change in the next few days. So something doesn't happen. He can't stay here. But we want God to touch our son. And God is about witness. I looked at that boy and his family said, let me alone, but don't. And, all, and I don't remember what I prayed because I was in 2005. I remember every prayer you've ever prayed. Come on now. But she said, I reached over. And I don't remember what I prayed. She said, you prayed a very short prayer. But I reached over. She said, as, as I began to pray for him, she said, he was fighting at you, slapping at you, trying to knock your hand away. But she said, you reached over and laid your hand upon him. I don't want to pray. He'd probably count like this. Lord, touch him. Lord, change him. Lord, heal him now. When? Now. Say it again. What? In other words, that's a what? That's a suddenly. And she said, the moment that you laid your hands up and prayed that prayer, he became so quiet, so calm, so peaceful, so serene. Just calm down. He goes back to school. Well, about two or three days later, the mama and the daddy gets another note from the teacher. This time it was a different note saying, we don't know what has happened. Maybe you can tell us. Your son is the, the most attentive student I've got. The most peaceful, the most quiet, the most gentle. One I have down in my classroom. Does everybody know what happened? Come on now. He's what? The God of the what? The selling. That's not the end of the story. Kind of pull a Paul Harvey on you coming out. And now for the rest of the story. You appreciate this as a teacher. Last June, he graduated from his high school valedictorian. <laughs> what can God do? What can God do? What can God do? What can God do? With God, all things are possible. You say, but you don't know. Honey, you don't know. He's still God and God alone. With God, all things are possible. He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. It will believe Him and take Him at His word. Know this, beloved. He's still the God of the suddenly and the throne of heaven. Is still occupied. You believe that? Would you stand? Would you stand with me, please? 
Raise your hands and begin to praise Him. Church, raise your hands and begin to praise Him. Hallelujah. Oh, believe in God right now. God's going to turn it for you. My God, your God, our God is still the God of the suddenly. Hallelujah. If God did it for Hezekiah, God did it for all of Judah. He will do it again for you. He'll 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 do it again. Open your eyes for just a moment. You look, brother, raise your hands up. Yet yeah, raise them up. Raise them up. Hallelujah. I hear the Lord saying, get ready. There's an answer on the way for you. There's a situation before you. And God says, get ready. He's going to call the answer to come. It's on the way and it's coming at a very speedy rate. So get ready. It's coming. It's coming. And when it comes, you're going to know that you know that you know it is God. So get ready. It's on the way. It's on the way. It's on the way. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's a mighty God. Raise your hands up, sweetheart. Hallelujah. The healer's in the house. The healer. Come up here. Come up around. Come up here. I need an usher to stand. Hallelujah. Raise your hands up. How the healer. Oh, raise your hands up. How the healer's in the house. God's going to teach you right now. I want you right now to raise your hand and take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Hallelujah. Because God is touching you right now. I see God touching you right now in the upper part of your body. In the upper part of your chest. He's touching you. The respiratory system is being touched right now. Oh, that's it, honey. Oh, hallelujah. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. In the name of the Lord. Oh, come here, honey. Come here, George. Come here, sweetheart. Come here. Raise your hand hands up high. Hallelujah. I, I said, I know. I know. I know, saith God. I know the longing of your heart. I know the deep desires of your heart. And God said, get ready because as I said before, it shall be seen in 2018. Hallelujah. Oh, get ready. It's on the way. Hallelujah. Oh, come on church. Raise your hands and praise him. He's a mighty God. A mighty God. A mighty God. Hallelujah. 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 We're going to pray for some of you in a moment tonight. We're going to hands up on everybody. What could happen? I was just in Appomattox, Virginia. And a lady there, she needed surgery on both knees, both knees, both, not one but two. I laid hands up on her because she was in a wheelchair. Couldn't move hardly because the knees were so bad. But I touched her, laid my hands up on her. And guess what? The power of God hit her. She jumps up against the dance and she got downright fanatical. Come on now. God's going to touch you, brother. God's going to touch you. I'm here to say this. Get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. A fresh touch upon you. There's some things, there's some little cloudy areas in your life. You're almost at a crossroads, a pivotal point in your life. But God said, get ready, get ready, get ready. He's about ready to change some of those things for you. And it's going to happen suddenly. It's on the way. Raise your hands and begin to praise Him, church. Raise your hands and begin to magnify the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Mashekoba shikabon mabandelindu dundabanabana. Lelebeshila baroma babandolo bamboba bandina basunga babamba babando. There's a little fluttering, there's a little fluttering, a sensation around your heart area. But in here, it's been bothering you. You've been bothered. You've been bothered. You've been bothered. You've been bothered a little bit. And hell's trying to put fear upon you. Hell's been trying to put some fear and some worry upon you. But it's going. It's going. It's going. It's going. But God says, don't worry. It's not what the devil has told you it is. 
God said, right now, who are you right now? Wave that hands at me right now. That flood, yeah, the fluttering. Don't worry. God says it's going to be all right. God is touching your heart. Your heart, your heart, your heart. He's going to strengthen your heart. He's going to strengthen you. Hallelujah. Woo! I got a word for you. I got a word for you. The same word he gave me the day that I died. I died twice before. I died twice on the operating table. But guess what? I'm back. <laughs> but that morning, when I had open heart surgery, I had all kinds of plumbing issues in my heart since birth. They said, it's a miracle you live that long without getting some plumbing work, getting a rotor-rooter job done. But they went in and they did, you know, triple bypass for students that day. But I died twice on the table. That's okay, I'm back. But that morning, God gave me a word. And for some of you, hell's been trying to come against your heart. All of you that raised your hands of the fluttering sensation that morning for when I, I said, Lord, give me a word, give me a word, give me a word. I lost I've never been cut on in my life. He says, Psalm 57, verse 7. I said, okay. I'd read that, of course, but I can't recall what Psalm 57, verse 7 was. I said, Lord, what is it? And I reached over and gave my Bible all the night stand, and guess what? It fell open. Now. Whoop. Psalm 57, verse 7, and it says this, my heart is fixed, oh God, my heart is fixed. I said, I'll take that, I'll take that, I'll take that. <laughs> but some of you got some issues of the heart. Raise your hands up again one more time, those hands, those hands. Problems are in the heart area. In the name of Jesus, I speak to every heart that is here. The pain, the pressure around the heart and follow the things that are happening. Father, the blood flow in the heart, the blockages in the heart, the vows of the heart. Father, every part of the heart, be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed. In the name of Jesus. Some intestinal areas in the stomach area. You got some problems in the intestinal lower area, the stomach area, some the lower intestinal problems, digestive problems. I feel like I don't want to hear. Where are you? Raise your hands up high. I want you to come up here right now. And those areas come right now. Come up right now. Problems in the stomach, stomach issues, stomach problems. Hallelujah. There's a nervous stomach. There's a nervous stomach condition. There's a nervous stomach. And the lower intestinal issues. Everybody stretch your hands up here. Begin to pray for them right now. I feel a holy anointing here. Raise your hands up high. If you need healing your body, raise your hands up high. Now I'm going to pray for these. I'll pray for others tonight. Right now, there are people right now you've been healed. Uh, there's a sinus condition that's been healed right now that's been troubling you for years. Be healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your urinary tract has been healed right now. Your bladder has been healed right now. In the name of you start down here. Come on. Oh, come on, catchers and our cover girls. Hallelujah. Oh, raise your hands up high and begin to praise him. Oh, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. In the name, in the name, in the name. In the name of Jesus. 
be healed, be healed, be healed in the name Masakabaru Nabahutea Masepekobo Mesebo Meshebo Masebo Mandela be healed in the name of lay your hands around it in the name of Jesus. Oh, that stomach disorder be healed. Then out of it, Lava Sabama Bamba, Lebamba, Hanuba Sebambo in the name, in the name. Oh, I feel it, honey. I feel it's all over you. In the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. In the name, in the name, in the name. That's it, brother. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Masaba Barama Babanda Bahara. Whoa, whoa. My God, I felt that. In the name. I'll raise your hands up, honey. Raise them up. Begin to praise them. Begin to praise them. God's going to touch you. And God said, don't worry. You've been worrying if it's way loose. There's so many things that's been concerning you, causing you to be, be so worried. But God said, don't you know, my child, I'm your God. I've never failed you nor forsaken you, and I won't stop now. God said, look up to me. Don't give up, but look up. Because know this, for you, I'm working for you, and everything's gonna be all right. God's gonna touch you. The line of Shapapa Basuka Baba, not just that, but also the pressure on the head. You got pressure. In the name, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, thank you, honey. Take it. Be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed, brother. In the name of Jesus, be healed, be healed. Get ready, brother. Get ready, get ready, get ready. God's going to heal you, brother, but also says, Hey, Lord, send him open that door for you. He even said, Lord, will you open the door for me? God says, Get ready, the door is before you. He said, I'm going to open that door. Uh, you receive that, brother? You believe that? Not a hundred of a hundred of a hundred of a hundred of Be healed and open that door. Open that door. Open that door. Open that door. In the name. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. That's it. Be healed. 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 In your body, but receive receivingly, your hands are hunting. Oh yeah, there's more, there's more, there's more. La Sabaringa, Shababokonga, Le Shabamonda, right here, honey. Just see the hand of God just touching you. Give us some the In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Brother, be healed, be healed, be healed. Be healed, be healed, be healed. Come on, sing it, come on. Oh, raise your hands, brother. Raise your hands, sisters. hands up high and just sing it and just start thanking God that your Saturday is on the way.
for the theme, for the theme was done Saturday. As I said a moment ago before, Lord, you gotta step in. What's the one thing you're believing for? Not two, not three, not four, not five. But what's the one thing you're believing for? What is it? What's the one thing your, your heart's crying out for? Get ready. God said it's going to happen. It's going to happen quicker than you can imagine. God said he's already got it hand-wrapped. God said, don't worry. I hear the word of the Lord saying out of Jeremiah 31, 16, refrain thine eyes from weeping. Stop your heart from crying because it's going to work out. God's going to turn around. Just stop the crying. Don't worry about it. Hey, it's going to be all right. Hey. My son and my daughter, my grand, man, my son and they come to me about every week too. Oh, daddy, what? It's be all right. Well, you, yeah, but you say it all the time. Yeah, I said every time I say something, guess what? It's all right. Turns out all right. You might think it's a, a dilemma now, but your destiny is greater than your dilemma. Your destiny is greater than your dilemma. If you only knew what God had in store for you, what God had in store, what God has in store. Woo! It's so close. It's at the door. Come on now. And I know what's going to happen, Pastor Leah. How long has this church been going? How many years? How many? See, I didn't know that. My God. Oh! Woo! My God. My God. My God. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. A shout coming on. Whoa! As one mama says, just hold my mule while I shout. The other mama says, hold your own mule. I got a shout too. Come on now. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. But you see, God has blessed Island Church. Live it here and live it there. But guess what? There's been some Ahabs. Ahaz, Ahaz, that's tried to hold you down. For 16 years. I'm glad you said that, Leah. My God. I'm preaching some more. <laughs> now you've seen great things, but you've not reached the full potential yet. Honey, you're just on the launching pad right now. You're just on the launching pad. My God, your feet are just set ready to take on down the, the lane. For 16 years, you've been moving and striving and pushing and pushing, and God's blessed you living here, living there. But honey, you ain't seeing nothing yet. That may not be good grammar, but that's good gospel. Come on now. Because what's going to happen? 
the Ahaz that has tried to hold Island Church back from moving out in greater ways, greater degrees, greater levels, pretensions. Guess what? Ahaz is going to Somebody ought to just write on a piece of paper, Ahaz, and go home today. I did this one time. I didn't say Ahaz, but I preached the message on the death of Mr. I can't. I can't. I said, he's going to die. And I went home, guys, my witness, had a piece of paper I wrote down, Mr. I can't. I went home and guess what I did? I dug a hole in the backyard and buried it. Come on now. <laughs> Some of you need to write on a piece of paper. He has. I challenge you to do this. Go outside and dig a hole and just put it in there and say, Come on now. But I close with this before I turn back to Pastor Leon. Goodbye. It's over. Plant a flower. Come on now. It's over. But what about you, church? I'm going to ask you one question. I never, 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 never have and never will unless the Lord spoke to me otherwise, divinely. Close the service without asking you this question. Where do you stand with God? Where do you stand with God? See, this past summer, I was ministering in the Smoky Mountains of North Carolina. It's beautiful there. The pastor's going to pick me up there in the motel. I'm sitting out front, kind of waiting for him. And, and there was two rocking chairs, just rocking away. And I was one of the chairs rocking away, just rock on, rock on. And this man comes down and sits down in the chair next to me. And I want to be courteous and kind and cordial and polite and all the good stuff. And so I, as he was sitting down, I said, how's it going? He replied back, well, so far so good. And I heard the Lord begin to rise up in my heart. I said, well, that's good. You're saying so far so good? He said, yeah, so far so good. I said, but what are you going to do when you hit the bottom? He said, do what? I said, you're saying so far so good, but what are you going to do when you hit the bottom? He said, what are you talking about? I said, well, there's a man, and he was falling from the top of the Empire State Building. And as he's falling about halfway down, somebody shouted out, how's it going? As he's falling, he said, well, so far, so good. I said, and right now you're saying, so far, so good, sir. He's looking at me. I said, maybe you're saying, so far, so good, because maybe your home life is great. Maybe your job, your career, your health. But what, what about when you hit the bottom? I said, what do you mean? I said, that man just fell down from the top of the Empire State, but when you hit the bottom, he went to heaven or went to hell. See, our life will be over so quickly, sir. I said, what do you mean? I said, you know, it takes approximately 12 seconds to fall from the top of the Empire State Building to the ground, 12 seconds, roughly. Your body's falling so fast. I said, but when your body hits the ground, it's over. What about you, sir? You're saying so far, so good, but what about when you hit the bottom, what about you? Are, are you going to heaven or are you going to hell? He looked at me and said, I don't want to go to hell. I said, you don't have to. I said, Jesus Christ loves you. And I preached about, short, believe this, believe this, believe this. I preached a short salvation message to him. And that's simply would you like to accept the Lord Jesus Christ 
as your Lord and Savior he is. And so right there in the rocking chair, I just, I led him to the Lord. And I said, you ought to come to this church, you know, this Sunday. Well, I'm from out of town. He said, I said, where do you live? He said, from Richmond. Is there a good church? I said, by the way, how many of God knows how to whoop, put it together? I said, guess where I'm preaching this kind of Sunday? <laughs> Richmond, come on now. And guess who was there that Sunday? He was. But you see, your life could be over in 12 seconds. You see, your lungs could quit breathing in 12 seconds. You leave this place and somebody runs over light, hits you head on. Your life could be over in 12 seconds. You've got one more second. We make the decision now for Jesus. You say, what happens? You may be a good man, a good woman, but, but being good is not good enough. You've got to be born again. I don't smoke, drink, drink, the crazy stuff. It doesn't matter. But if you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, if you've never been born again, if you've never, if you've never said, Jesus, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior, Come into my life and take over. I want to be saved. Maybe you've been a good person all your life, but if you've never, if you've never given your life to Jesus, what are you waiting for, sir? What are you waiting for, man? What are you waiting for? Young person, what are you waiting for? I want to pray for you. If you've never been saved, you've never been born again, or maybe away from God, maybe you walked away from God, things happen in your life, the problems and pressures of life. But you know you didn't make a comeback. Today's your day. It takes 12 seconds. From the top to the bottom. You're saying, well, my life is good now. I've got a good job, a good home, a good marriage. But what do you do when you hit the bottom? Heads are bowed, then eyes are closed. It takes 12 seconds. I'm going to count to 12. Your life could be over. We don't know, we don't know. The Bible says life is a bit of vapor. Now I'm gonna count to 12. It takes 12 seconds from the top to the bottom. What do you do when your life hits the bottom? I'm gonna count to 12. And if you're here today, and you've never been saved, and if you've been born again, you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, you say, I don't wanna to go to hell, I wanna to go to heaven. If you're not living for the God, you should, but you want me as a man of God just to remember you in prayer as a count to 12 with your raise a hand. Just raise it as high as you can and put it back down. As you raise those hands up, I'll see your hand and I'll pray for you. But better than that, as you raise those hands, Jesus, our Lord, he'll see your hand. He'll take over. You'll never be the same. So put those hands up high and put them back down. Do it now. Do it. One. God bless you, God. But two, put them up. Put them up. Put them up. Put them up. Three, put them up. Put them up. Four. Five. Six, are you ready? Are you ready? Seven, what do you do when your life is over? Eight, put them up. Come on, put them up. Don't say tomorrow. They may not be tomorrow. Nine, put them up. Put them up. Ten, are you ready to meet God? Are you ready? Eleven, I call this last count. If you're not right with God, don't dare leave the sanctuary unless you're ready to meet God. If you're not where you should be with God, Put those hands up high as I call this last count. Do it now. Twelve. Put them up. Put them up. Put them up. Heads are still bowed and eyes are closed. 
Those of you that raise your hands up, would you just put them back one more time? So I, I won't miss you. Put those hands back up. Put them back up. Put them back up. Put them back up. High. Put them back up. Keep them up. Keep them behind. Put them up high, honey. Put them up. In fact, put both your hands up. Both of those hands up. Keep them up. Keep them up. Everybody else, just open your eyes and look at these. Just sit. Either raise your hands. Look at me right now. Look at me. Would you step down here and meet me right now? Come on down, honey. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Come, come on. Come on. Come. come on down. Come on down. Come on down, honey. Come on down with her. Come on down with her. Come on, honey. Come on. Come on. Come on, honey. Come on, Joyce. Amen. She's recommitted herself last week, but she wants to be all she be. Is that what you want to recommitment? Amen. Maybe some others say, I just want to be all I can be for Jesus. Is that you, church? I just want to go all the way, not halfway, not 99%, but I want to go all the way. All the way. Everybody raise your hands up high. As I pray with this, everybody pray this after me. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father get, a get a hold of my life and don't let go. Don't let go. All my life, to count for you. You went all the way for me. I want to go all the way for you. Today, I make up my mind. I'm going to live for you. I'm going to serve you all the days of my life. And there's nothing, there's nobody that can hold me back. From this day forth, I boldly declare, I'm yours. You're mine. We're together forever. Amen. Amen. God bless you, dear. Raise your hands up high. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Church, raise your hands one more time. Father, bless every man, every woman, every boy and girl that is here. And Father, even right now, as our pastors in Ireland ministering right about now, Father, give them great ministry fruits. Father, just give them great grace to minister a fresh anointing. Use them, Father, mightily for your glory. Church, guess what? He's still the God of the Sunday. And I can't wait till tonight. Pastor Leah, would you come? God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. We trust that you enjoyed the podcast. For service times and special events, visit our webpage at www.islandchurchgalveston.com. You can contact us by phone at 409-770-9113. We are located at 2411 69th Street, Galveston, Texas. And remember to keep looking unto Jesus. He is the author and the finisher of our faith.